Welcome to the Underrepresented in Tech podcast, hosted by Michelle Frechette and Ali Nimmons. Underrepresented in Tech is a free database built with the goal of helping people find new opportunities in WordPress and tech overall. Welcome to this week's vlog. Uh, Allie is under the weather this week, and I love you both of you ladies, but I do have to say it takes two people to fill Allie's shoes <laughs> and guest host when she's not here because uh, she's pretty dynamic, and anybody that knows Allie knows that um, that she is pretty awesome. And I am just so blessed. I put out an SOS last night to two of my friends and said, hey, do you have any capacity to help me tomorrow and doing this vlog about podcasting? Because I know both of you run podcasts as well. And both Laura and Megan were like, absolutely, let's make this work. So I appreciate you both so much. Thanks for being here. And so my guests today are Laura Coronado and Megan Rose. And I do want to let you guys introduce yourselves, tell a little bit about who you are, what you do. And then we're going to start talking about podcasting this week. So Laura, let's have you go first. Well, my name is Laura Coronado, as you said, and I work at Web Dev Studios as the marketing strategist. And I basically spend my days cheering for Web Dev Studios, cheering about Web Dev Studios and editing, and they pay me for it. So that's like the perfect job. I know. I am basically who I was, was in high school. In high school, I was a cheerleader and an editor of a school paper and on the yearbook, and I'm still doing it now. I love it. That's awesome. <laughs> and I and you're such a good marketer that you're even wearing the shirt today, which I and am. You are the perfect marketer though, because you asked me permission and I was like, absolutely do what you need to do. It's all good. <laughs> but thank you for that too. Thank so. you. <laughs> and Megan and uh, Laura, you and I know each other only through Twitter. Like we've actually never met face to face. We've had some pretty awesome DMs and I think of you <laughs> as a good friend and look forward <laughs> to meeting you in person. <laughs> Megan and I have actually worked together on a couple different projects before and we've met in person through, um, I guess it was WordCamp Kent. Now it's WordCamp Northwest Ohio. Northeast. Northeast Ohio. That's right. I can, ah. It's the only Geog Ohio one right now, though. So Geog Geography is not my strong suit. <laughs> but Megan, why don't you tell us about you and what you do? Yeah, so I'm a developer at Blackbird Digital. Just started here like eight months ago or something. Um, and I co-host our podcast, which is In The Loop. And yeah, work, work with the WordPress community with the Northeast Ohio group. And you're also working with me on WordFest for Big Orange Heart, which is pretty awesome. So thank you for that as well. So my topic today, and the reason I reached out to both of you in particular, is my topic today is on podcasting. And so not everybody has experience in podcasting, but both of you have a lot of experience. And so I wanted to reach out to you and ask you to help me kind of think through the whole topic because as underrepresented folks, and of course, this is the underrepresented in tech.com website. And so that's what our focus is. But underrepresented folks are less or even less represented, I think, on things like podcasts, If you, especially in technology. If you go and you look across the board at um, podcasts in our space and you start counting up the guests, you're going to see a whole lot more straight, uh, white, cisgender men as mm -hmm. guests. And and that's not to fault anybody, although I think as podcast hosts, we absolutely should be doing better to get representation. But there are just a lot of white cisgender, <laughs> straight cisgender men in our community in positions of, of power and authority. Yeah. But that's not to say that we shouldn't be doing better as far as representation. So I wanted to talk today about number one, how can underrepresented folks get on podcasts. And so I wanted your inputs on ideas there. And then also, what does it take to be a good podcast guest? 
And how can you really do your self-service by helping be a good podcast guest? So it's kind of just in general. Yeah, I threw out some ideas. You've all seen my, my list of ideas too. Um, but I'm just going to open the floor and let you guys kind of give me your thoughts on it. Well, I like how you talk about seeking out and being your own advocate. I mean, basically, you have to be your own marketer and promoter. Um, so I think that's important is reaching out. Um, I say do some investigation, find out what podcasts you want to be on, go to those websites, see if they have a contact form. Um, most of them usually do want to be on the show and click the button, fill out that form. Um, and prior to that, though, already have like maybe your bio and a headshot ready, just so you can upload that when you fill out that form. Yeah, that's actually really good advice. Um, a good third person bio too, right? So yes, your bio should always be third person, not first person. Um, and that's especially true when you're applying to, to speak, you're applying to do anything. I think that that behooves you to do it that way for sure. Mm -hmm. Megan, your, your thoughts on this. So in, I'd say like in addition to bio, especially if it's um, like a developer that's looking to be on a podcast, it's really important that your website is updated. I know personal projects are like very hard to keep up on, but... <laughs> Um, like a great little hack I've seen in the past is to just point your domain to your LinkedIn or something temporarily so that there's like somewhere where people can get the most up-to-date information about you. Uh, so if your site isn't updated, just direct it somewhere else for the time being, uh, because that's really, really helpful for the host to build their questions if they do custom questions for the guests. Mm -hmm. That's and a good point. Immediately after we record this vlog, I'm going to go update my website. <laughs> <laughs> I have a question. Yeah. Could it work if you want it to direct to like your GitHub? Like if you are a developer yeah. and let's say maybe you don't want to do your LinkedIn, like would a GitHub be impressive for a podcast host to see? Yeah, that would be, I mean, that would be perfect. Just mm -hmm. basically like wherever the most pertinent information is on the person, just, just send them there. Mm -hmm. If you're going to use your GitHub, make sure that you have your name on it, that you have a mm -hmm. bio, you know, that you filled out that profile information. Otherwise, it's just a bunch of links which, you know, to good work, of course, but you want to be able to see the whole picture. <laughs> or yeah. pinning, pinning your repos, because in GitHub, you can, you know, specify the ones that you want highlighted. Mm -hmm. So obviously, if you have like 80 repositories, <laughs> I don't think the host should have to like read all of your code. And hopefully your repos have readme's. <laughs> that's a good that's a good point for sure um and and i've seen some people so i you know i have a podcast you have podcasts i have seen some people submit to me and their bio is nice and succinct a small paragraph or two and i've seen some people who have written practically a book about themselves what are your thoughts on that megan's laughing <laughs> yeah i mean i've been on the word camp side so like yeah. bios there are just like all over the board. <laughs> That's true. That is true. I'm a big fan of three paragraphs. So three paragraph structure, uh, the first paragraph being an intro as to who you are, what you do, like your job title, um, of your name of your company. Um, second paragraph being a little bit of a background, you know, maybe where you were educated, um, other places where you've worked before. And then your third paragraph being the fun stuff, you know, when I'm not working, I'm shopping and eating and whatever, drinking coffee. Um, and then you let that host decide which portions that person wants to use. Yeah, I also, will say updating my bio after this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I will say like, I think longer for a bio is better as long as it's not going to be like taxing for the host to read it. Like if it is m like more than a page, obviously that's 
kind of putting a burden on your host. But yeah, if it's longer, you can just very easily as a host, just grab sentences from each paragraph and kind of put them together to like what you're trying to convey in your episode. Anyways, like if the focus is on work-life balance, maybe you're going to grab more from the paragraph that's like about how they got into tech and like what their background is. And then if it's more on the technical side, maybe you'll grab a little more of the credential type information. Yeah. You could do it Reddit style, right? So you could have the long thing and you could have the TLDR at the bottom. That's really the succinct part of it too, maybe. Yeah, Yeah, Yeah. true. Sometimes you can just be clever. It depends on how confident you are and how well-known you are. But I remember one time Brad Williams, our CEO, uh, was doing an interview and the the podcast or the interviewer asked, you know, so what do you do? And he says, I do WordPress. And it was perfect because it was a WordPress podcast that he's being interviewed on. So, I mean, it was clever. It was funny. And then in the end, we ended up doing swag that just simply said, I do WordPress on it. It became like a thing. So if you can't think of something clever and funny and you're confident enough to do it to pull it off, I say you could do that as well. Yeah, I guess it really depends who you are. And it depends mm-hmm. on the podcast that you're applying to be, to be on to and whether yes. or not they have a sense of humor incorporated yeah. into their whole brand mm-hmm. as well. Um, I could see some people going, I don't get it. They didn't say true. That's true. <laughs> when with podcasts, you're always going to get people in the um, in the reviews that just like stumbled across it that have no idea what WordPress even is. So <laughs> you're going to get like weird uh, replies, but that doesn't necessarily mean that you're that like something's wrong with the content because it's made for the audience. Yeah, true, true. That is funny. <laughs> the one star. I don't understand this whole WordPress thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just heard about WordPress today. <laughs> then pick another <laughs> podcast. <laughs> when I started the WP Coffee Talk podcast, you know, I was so excited. I had my first, like four people signed up to be on it the first week. I recorded it. I put it out. I sent the link to my mom and she's like, that's lovely, dear. <laughs> she doesn't know what it is. She doesn't know what it is. She was just proud of me. She's like, oh, that's lovely. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So self-advocating is super important. You have to look for it. If you're just waiting for people to tag you and invite you to be on the show, you're probably going to be disappointed. True. So I have a question for both of you. How should someone send you that pitch? The, um, you know, I want to be on your show. Does it, should it always be on your website? Should it be via email? Are you guys okay with accepting Twitter DMs or Facebook messages? I mean, or where would a podcast guest find their podcast host all of the above (laughs) yeah I I actually like would prefer twitter dms to email because email is the worst (laughs) um plus I think it's I think it's less pressure for a guest if they're to just to like casually reach out so Mm -hmm. I'm always more comfortable with that because then we're not both spending time on on both ends of the interaction like carefully crafting a really well-written email and like taking our time and like alonging the whole process. I actually have an auto text, right? So I wrote right into my keyboard. And if I'm on my, if I'm on mobile and somebody's like, Hey, I want to be on your podcast. I'll just go to somebody I've already sent that to copy it and paste it back into their DM. Um, because it's something I've, I've, I've sent to people all the time. Um, and I'll even say, this is my auto text because it sounds so formal when I send it, but it's all the information they need to sign up to be on the podcast. So mm-hmm. I have two intakes, right? So I have the intake on the website that's like, hey, I want to be on your show that doesn't let them sign up for a time on my show because I don't want to get spammed through there. I want to vet my 
um, guests, if it's somebody that I'm not interested in having on the show or they're tangential to WordPress and they're not really using WordPress and they're trying to use it just to market themselves, that's not somebody I'm interested in having a conversation with. That's not the, that's not the force of my show. So like, I'll get that and I'll be like, Hey, you know, this is, maybe this isn't a good fit at the, at this time. You know, if you're doing a little more with WordPress in the future, get back to me. Um, but if somebody DMs me, I can have that conversation with them, or I probably already know them. And I can just be like, Hey, here's the ATEX that has the link to sign up, what to expect on the show, the questions you're going to be asked, all of that. Cool. So people should just feel welcomed to contact the podcast they're interested to be on in any means that works for them. Yeah, I think any good podcast host is going to either say, hey, I've got a sign up for my site. Here's mm -hmm. the link and direct them back that way or be like, hey, here's the information. Let's do this. Mm -hmm. Good to know. Yeah, you too, Megan. Yeah, yeah, same thing. I don't we're not to the point that we have an intake form yet um, because we're a little newer. But so right now it's primarily DMs on Twitter, <laughs> <That's not good. laughs> which, is, which is cool with me. I, I like it. And I don't care if they reach out on the official Twitter or just like me directly to me, it just doesn't really matter because we don't have like a huge influx that I have to manage or anything. So if they just trickle into the DMs, that's fine with me for now until we get a little more formal. Yeah. Now I know that Megan and I, we have WordPress podcasts. Laura, yours is not WordPress specific. Yours is more women and dating and things like that, I think, right? So how do you yes. get your guests? How are you, or do, or do you have guests or is it just you? So uh, the first two seasons, it was pure guests. This season, uh, season three, which I'm launching on April 25th, um, is going to be a mix of just me talking and giving my thoughts and advice on dating and mixed along with a few guests here and there. I tend to reach out to guests because my podcast is a bit provocative. Mm -hmm. um, so I think it can be intimidating, you know. Um, funny enough, as we talked about men earlier, I get a lot of men who want to be on my show. <laughs> And I don't necessarily want men on my show. My show really is for single women specifically. <laughs> so I tend to be the one who has to be active to reach out. But that's because mine is so provocative. Mm -hmm. I would think with a tech-oriented podcast, you probably do have more people who want to be on that show because they have a lot of information to provide. Or they're trying to drive traffic back to their site or their project sure. or whatever, mm -hmm. which is fine. I'm not saying that that's a bad thing. For sure, I most of what I talk about. So I do have prescribed questions. If anybody's ever listened to my podcast, there are prescribed questions. I ask everybody the same set of questions, but in the middle of that, and in those questions, we do deep dive into what they do. We talk about their projects and things like that. So it's not that you can't do that. It's just that I don't want to be used as their place for commercial. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Right. So how do you think, let's, so let's say, so we're saying advocate for yourself. That's great. So next let's say, okay, so I've said, yes, come be on my podcast. And you filled out the form and we're recording in two weeks. What is the best thing you can do to prepare it up to be on a podcast? Wow. There's so much to do, I feel like. First thing first is you should already know what, pod, what that podcast is about and have watched a few episodes. You need to learn how to pronounce the host name correctly. <laughs> um, and then, of course, the podcast host should always know how to pronounce the guest name correctly. I mean, that should go on both ends. Absolutely. Um, and then I honestly do believe in rehearsal. A lot of people don't believe in that, especially in the tech community. Tech people do not want to be rehearsed at all. I'm the one from the marketing side going, we need to practice this, you know, let's practice your answers. Um, I do believe in rehearsal only because 
there might be some sort of terminology, like maybe you don't know how to say Gutenberg correctly or whatever. There might be a word that throws you off. Maybe a word makes you giggle or a phrase like beaver builder kind of sometimes makes me giggle. So <laughs> you need to practice saying beaver builder a lot and get that out of your system so you're not giggling. So I really do believe in one, researching the podcast and knowing as much as you can about the host. That's just out of respect. And two, just being somewhat prepared in your answers. Absolutely. What about you, Megan? What do you think makes a good guest for you on your show? Yeah, I would say the same for um, making sure you listen to previous episodes. I know whenever I go on podcasts, I try to try to listen to like the, the one that was most recent in case they talked about like a current event or news that's going on. Um, and then I try to go back and just listen to the ones with like guests that I, that I know and that I've seen like speak other places. And I feel like the, those two like areas gives me a really good balance of like what, what the podcast is about. Uh, Cause I can kind of think, oh, this is this person's personality and this is how they appeared on here. And here's the things I liked and didn't like. Um, yeah. And aside from checking in on the podcast, I guess, um, I think a really important piece is making sure you ask questions to the host prior if you have questions, because I think sometimes there's a little bit of fear there in like admitting that you don't know something or asking that question. And I've had guests that, that were really good and open because I've kind of just interviewed my friends so far. <laughs> so I've had people that, that are like, oh, what should I expect? Do I need this? Do I need that? Uh, what's the format going to be? And it really helps me as like a new host to be able to build a little, you know, work on a little page that we'll have that we can send to future guests. So for me, it was nice to, to get some friendly faces in the first couple episodes so that I can build up my process. So just ask questions if you have them. Make sure you read the information that's sent to you, but ask if you have questions. I'm constantly surprised I'll say to somebody did you have you listened to an episode before and they're like oh no sorry I haven't well did you at least read the questions that I sent you in advance oh gosh you sent me questions in advance I'm like well number one if you've ever heard my podcast you'd know after 120 episodes that um yes everybody has asked the same set of questions and it's not they're not a secret because number one they've been asked of over 100 guests and I sent them to you in advance so you could prepare but take a minute and go ahead and look at that <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm never mean, but I am surprised quite often yeah. when that happens. Yeah. So. There's only so much you can do with about that, that phrase about you can lead a horse to water. <laughs> she certainly can't force it to drink anything for sure. <laughs> well, hopefully those guests who didn't read it are pretty prepared anyway. Sometimes a person's just so confident and they've just, they've done like a million podcast interviews that they almost just feel like it's second nature and they don't have to read it. Um, I would still recommend reading it just out of respect. Well, when it does happen, I usually just pop the questions right into the chat so they oh. can take a minute and prepare because I don't want anybody to feel blindsided or unprepared. Mm -hmm. So I, you know, we can, I can build that time in there and it might be less time that we have to talk in the podcast, but, you know, try to make sure that everybody feels comfortable because I don't want ever, anybody to ever feel like, oh gosh, I don't know how to answer that question, mm -hmm. you know, because um, one of the questions that idea from you, by the way. I'm glad, right? So I, I will honestly say that my ideas were not my ideas. I was mm -hmm. on several podcasts and I picked like, I cherry picked the, 
best parts of the experience to build into my podcast, you know, mm -hmm. so my intake and how I do all of that and the thank yous I send afterwards, all of that is because I experience those from other people. Yeah. Yeah. So, so if those get passed on to other people too, that's great. That's awesome. <laughs> and I often have people say, um, gosh, another woman is starting a podcast in WordPress. Like, do you feel like you're losing your space? I'm like, oh my gosh, another woman starting a podcast yeah. in WordPress. Oh my gosh. I'm so excited. I can't wait to listen, you know, cause like, imagine. <laughs> We said that about guys. What? Uh, another guy starts a WordPress podcast every week. I know. My, but my thing about any podcast is, well, I really hope that they stick with it, right? Mm -hmm. Especially if it's if they have a good rapport with guests, if they have good things to say, because so often a project like like having a podcast, you can get tired of it real fast, right? Oh, it's yeah. it's not that it's not work, because it's definitely work. But um, but it's when people say, I was thinking about starting a podcast, my advice always is, do you have more than 12 things to say? Can you get past 12 episodes? Are you still going to be passionate about your topic, your overarching topic in a month, in a year, in two years? You know, can it go? The, can you stick with this? Mm -hmm. um, it's because it's more than blogging, right? Because people may or may not read your blog, but people have subscribed to your podcast. So yeah. you want to make sure that it's something that you can sustain. Yeah. How do you feel about, um, uh, how do you think that we should be as guests putting things out on social and sharing it? And do you think that it, I think some guests sometimes feel like they're patting themselves on the back or they're, you know, blowing their own horn too much, or I don't want to brag about myself, but I was just on this podcast, but well, what are your thoughts about, you know, self, promotion through that kind of thing after it's been done. I mean, again, I'm the marketing girl. I am all about self-promotion. <laughs> and then I work with humble people who don't want to, you know, do a whole lot of that. So it's a good thing they have me on board to do it for them. Um, but yeah, I mean, first of all, you're, you're doing a favor to the podcast host because of course that person wants to promote their podcast. So um, I say definitely connect with them when they give you the okay to promote that you're going to be on their show. And they may even have like some really cool social media graphics that you can use alongside with the promotion. So I say promote you're going to be on, promote once you get the link and it's published, and continue to promote so long as the information isn't outdated. I wouldn't do it daily or, you know, especially after it's been published. But there's no reason why you can't once, once every couple of weeks pull that content out again and reuse it. I say promote, promote, promote. Absolutely. And I'll always retweet somebody retweeting me or putting mm -hmm. out about their episode again, for sure. Mm -hmm. Megan, what are your thoughts? Yeah, the same thing. The, um, the only one that I'm less sure on is the sharing that you're going to be on. I, I think you should check with the host to make sure that's cool before you do that. Um, but yeah, it. I'm not sure why people wouldn't want to promote that they were on a podcast, because I just think that's such an exciting experience, especially if it's your first appearance. Um, but if you're afraid to share it on social media, like just send it to a couple friends first and you might get some feedback that makes you more comfortable sharing it. Like I know I send my, my interviews that I feel like went really well. I send those to my family and <laughs> if I get good feedback from them, it kind of like boosts my confidence about sharing it. So I don't know if it's always like a a humility thing where people don't want to share it might be because they just everyone says they hate hearing their own voice 
which so ooh, don't listen to it. I'd be in a host and having to edit that stuff because it's so much work. Seriously. I'm going to listen to it like 30 times. <laughs> so true. I um, I know. I, and I'll say things like, because Megan and I are friends and I've been on her podcast. She's been on mine. And, and I said to her, did you tell your mom? Did, you, did your mom listen to it? What'd she think? <laughs> <laughs> and, she, and, and the, she doesn't yeah. know what WordPress is, but she loves it. <laughs> my favorite comment, Megan was like, oh my God, Michelle said she's in her fifties. She sounds like she's in her thirties. And I was like, well, your mother's my new best friend. <laughs> <laughs> That's nice. <laughs> yeah. Given that direct feedback right from my mom, <laughs> right back to the uh, hosts slash guests. I think I was yeah. the one you were guesting. <laughs> It might have been. Yeah, that's so, that's so cool. I also think that it, let's say it's been two years since you were on a podcast. Pull it out and be like, throw back to that time when I had a conversation with Megan about what I did in WordPress. And look how much more I'm doing now or, you know, I was and I'm retired or whatever it was. But, you know, continue to promote that because um, your host is always going to like that. The thing I hate is when I put out a podcast, I tag the guest on Twitter and they just like it. They don't comment. They don't retweet it. And I'm like, sad. sad I agree. <laughs> I think that I, I don't. I, there, there is a fine line between being humble and being um, rude, basically. And Absolutely. it actually is a little rude to not participate in the promotion of when you're a guest on somebody else's podcast. It's almost like being a guest in someone's home and not being gracious and complimenting their home and thanking them for allowing you to be, you know, in their home. You have to have that same sort of grace and manner when it comes to being a guest on a podcast. Absolutely. I, some of the podcasts that have been listened to and watched the most episodes, I should say of mine are people who consider themselves unknowns in the, in the WordPress world because they shared it the most because they were so excited about doing it. And some of the people with the biggest names have like the lowest watch counts because they didn't share it and they didn't put it out socially. And I was, but I can only push it so far and, you know, it needs to take on a life of its own once it goes out there. For when, sure. When you have a really well-known person too, the listeners see that so-and-so was on all of these podcasts and maybe they feel like they know everything about that person at this point. That's another mm -hmm. piece of it. So it might also get less listens because it's like, well, I've already heard everything that person has to say. <laughs> right. And so let, let's talk about that for a second. So, I mean, yes, he is a white man in WordPress, but he is also the co-founder, right? So <laughs> I had Matt Mullenweg on WP Coffee Talk and he did not promote it. I mean, I think he's liked it or commented or maybe retweeted it once. I'm not saying that that wasn't promotion, but it's not the same way that some of us will be like, oh my gosh, look at this. I was on a podcast, blah, blah, blah. But I think the reason that that got a lot of likes and everything is because I promoted it as these aren't the questions you usually hear him answer. He's answering the podcast questions that everybody else answers. Yes. And, you know, being the great equalizer, don't you want to know what he said was as great as WordPress fail? Don't you want to hear who he admires in the community? Like, mm -hmm. You know, the, my favorite though was, so how did you get started with WordPress? Because like he started WordPress. So that was the funny part. <laughs> <laughs> Anything, <laughs> right? I know I had to twist some of these a little bit because... <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> uh, but so anything else that you can think of that would contribute specifically to underrepresented folks who are thinking about either starting a podcast or, you know, trying to get on a podcast or guesting, is there any pieces of advice that you'd offer before we sign off for today? I have one that seems a little weird. I like weird. <laughs> weird is good. Interview yourself. Like, mm. 
turn on your camera, you know, uh, if you have Zoom, use that. But go ahead and pretend as though you're on a podcast just to sort of, again, it's about rehearsing. So if you've never done it before, you've never reached out to a podcaster, go ahead and interview yourself and practice first on camera. Make sure your mic works, like do this whole test. And then you can also have people review your bio, you know, your friends and colleagues that you trust, have people review your your photo to make sure it's a good headshot. Um, and even an, an entry or a submission form to be a guest on a, someone's podcast, maybe just sort of copy and paste what you would write on that submission form to somebody else, let somebody else look at it, review it. So I say you could just start preparing now before you start pitching yourself for podcasts. I love that advice. And you know, the rehearsing thing is it so that you get the answers right. It's so you have a comfort level. You want to yeah. be comfortable in front of the camera. Some, yeah, some podcasts aren't visual and that's fine, but you're still talking to somebody face-to-face -face usually, mm -hmm. right? Through Zoom. It's, but it's to have a comfort level with how you speak. I mean, I never realize how many times I say, um, until I go to transcribe these and I'm like, oh my God, I said it like 50 million times. <laughs> it's okay. People don't even hear it most of the time, but it's one of those things where maybe you can cut that out a little more if you're aware of it. So. Mm -hmm. Megan, any additional advice or ideas you'd have before we sign off today? Yeah, definitely on the ums and ahs. Uh, try editing your own voice and that will teach you a lesson that you will never forget. Um, but yeah, on a, on a more like serious note, I would say don't be afraid of applying or reaching out or advocating yourself for yourself in in any way, like if a podcast doesn't have a, you know, a intake form or something, don't be afraid to reach out because the white men are doing that. Like you won't, you're not like the only one and you're not putting a burden on them. Like the hosts want this. They want guests to be interested. They don't want to have to search for you. So don't worry about like being your own advocate as being like a negative in any way. Cause it's not. Yeah, I completely agree with you there. I want more diversity on my podcast. I want more voices that are in the WordPress space to be heard. I want to tell those stories. I I am not going to hide the fact that Hero Press was one of the things that made me think about how to do my podcast. I feel like, and now, that, now they're like, oh, they have hallway chats now and they're going to compete. No, they're not. We're just telling more stories for people out in the WordPress community because they inspired me because of the way they let people tell their story. And they share that story. And that's what I do with my podcast. And I think that's what Megan is doing with hers. And Laura, yours isn't WordPress, but you're also doing stories, right? And the whole idea is to get more voices and hear those stories from different perspectives. And so if you're underrepresented, I want your story out there. I've heard all the white guys. I want to hear everybody <laughs> else too, right? And yes, white guys, you can still apply. I will still <laughs> listen to you, but I'm not going to only tell your stories. I'm going to tell everybody's story. Nice. Thank you for doing that, Michelle. I appreciate yeah. that. Yeah, of course. I think that just makes the world a better place. I think diversity is really what makes this world not just vanilla, which is actually a topic for Laura's podcast. <laughs> In more ways than one. <laughs> and right after this, I'm going to DM her and be like, I want to be on your podcast, Laura. How can I be a guest? I think we've, we talked about that last year at one point. We should make it a reality because I've got stories, girl. I, I mean, I'm in the midst of recording season three right now. You are welcome. So we will definitely DM and talk about that. 
Sounds good. (laughs) Again, thank you so much for taking time out of your day today to be here and share your stories and your ideas for podcasting um, with underrepresented in tech.com. If you are listening to this, uh, watching our podcast, I keep calling it a podcast now. This is actually a vlog. We are not putting this out, you know, in the podcast world. This is our vlog. It's true. People do still have those because we do. If you are watching this vlog and you're interested in being on a podcast and you really need a little more help or some oomph, just DM us. Any one of us will tell you, do it. We'll be your cheerleaders. Um, Specifically, you can DM me. I'm always happy to answer those things. I'm volunteering you both. I hope that's okay. And uh, if you want to have, if you have things to talk about, we want to hear them. If you are underrepresented and you're not already in the database at underrepresentedintech.com, I, you know, I urge you to do that. Get in the database. It's not just about podcasting. It's a way for you to be found in the community for jobs, for podcasts, for guest posts, for being a speaker at at events uh, and those kinds of things. And it works because people are already reaching out to us and saying, I found this person and they're co-hosting this. I found this person, they're writing this. And so it works. If you're underrepresented, we want to help you be found. That's the whole idea. So thank you again for being here, Laura. Thanks, Megan. I appreciate you both so much. And we'll see everybody next week on the next vlog where I don't know what the topic is. We'll figure it out in the next week. Anyway, be safe out there. Take care, everybody. This episode of the Underrepresented in Tech podcast was sponsored by Yikes, Inc. Learn more about their professional WordPress development and design services at yikesinc.com. If you're interested in sponsoring an episode of our podcast, want to utilize our database, or just want to say hi, visit us at underrepresentedintech.com. See you next week.